You are listening to the award-winning The Young Jerks with Mike Crawford. A glimmer of hope for beaten-down cannabis stocks today. Shares of Green Thumb Industries and Trulieve, two of the biggest multi-state operators in the country, up more than 11% over the last five days. The optimism over a new policy from Elon Musk's Twitter advertising guidelines for the first time ever Cannabis ads are now live on the social media platform. One company taking advantage is Trulieve, and their CEO, Kim Rivers, joins us now. Kim, always nice to see you. How significant a game changer is this for your company and the industry? I mean, to have a platform of Twitter size with approximately 400 million uh, people um, live on the platform, it's an incredible opportunity for the cannabis industry. It's a huge step into normalizing uh, cannabis for the American population, and we're thrilled to be uh, the first company uh, to be advertising uh, live with Twitter as of today. Yeah, we have one of your ads, and we'll put that up on the screen for everyone. Twitter's policy, though, also reads... Advertisers may not promote nor offer the sale of cannabis. So, Kim, are they in effect taking your money while handcuffing you at the same time? You know, it, like like I said, I think it's a tremendous step forward in uh, normalizing cannabis, um, which we know, of course, is overwhelmingly supported by the American uh, American people, uh, as represented by um, all of the states that have legal cannabis programs. Um, and so, you know, I would say that certainly we would hope that there will be incremental progress and change to the policy, but we are very thankful and thrilled to have the opportunity. And, um, you know, just as a reminder, we are, as cannabis companies, um, prohibited from advertising on many normal channels. So we cannot advertise um, through traditional TV, through traditional radio and other traditional media. So really having access again to the 400 million Twitter users um, to build brand awareness, to build um, education uh, around cannabis and uh, the benefits is, is a great step in the right direction. So how about other platforms in terms of meta, TikTok, is there any progress or discussion there? (laughs) So, I mean, we're very hopeful that this will begin, this will be the first step and that other social channels will begin reviewing their policies as well. Uh, Certainly our team is poised and ready and would be thrilled to uh, to take advantage of any other opportunities that present themselves. And, you know, Trulieve as a hashtag actually has strong followings on many of those platforms. And again, would love to be able to have a relationship in a more formal fashion. Yeah, it's really hard being uh, shadow banned. I I experienced that myself and posting anything about the industry at all. Um, You mentioned television and radio and even billboards. Is there any discussion on trying to change those guidelines and how difficult does it make it for your industry? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just a patchwork. I mean, we see this and, and we're, we're proficient, right, at, at understanding and balancing and operating between um, kind of, you know, what's what's legal and what's acceptable and then uh, what's not, given the fact that, of course, we don't have a uniform federal policy um, around cannabis in, in the U.S., although, of course, we're on the forefront of trying to affect change there. Um, because those channels, those traditional chain- channels are regulated um, through the federal government, that's uh, obviously difficult for them to change those policies and processes 
without uh, changes, at, again, at the federal level. That being said, um, listen, I mean, the American consumer, we all consume media in lots of different ways today, right? It's not just traditional um, traditional methods. And so I do think there's going to come a time when other channels, such as Twitter, like we're talking about, other social channels, certainly there's availability for streaming services, et cetera, that don't necessarily have those same restrictions. So I think you're going to see the industry continue to evolve and continue to get creative and to meet people where they're at. And, um, you know, I think that, um, unfortunately, if, if folks don't change policies, um, they potentially risk getting left behind. Yeah, this good news comes on the heels of a lot of tough news to start the year. Colorado yep. sales were down 20% last year. Tilray made some massive job cuts. Cannabis prices in Canada have plummeted 40%. Businesses like yours exiting California as far as a market. When you talk about policy, when you talk about uh, our elected officials in D.C., what does the industry need above all else to, to reverse these trends? Yeah, I mean, I would say that, I mean, look, cannabis demand is alive and well. Um, we're certainly seeing inflationary pressures just like every other business um, and, and pressure on wallet um, for consumers. Again, I mean, when, you know, your, your eggs are more expensive, your gas is more expensive, um, you know, you have you have less available income. But what we know is that cannabis consumers are also very loyal um, and that they have in many cases replaced um, other, other, you know, whether it's vices or other prescription medications for cannabis in their everyday life. So what we need is we need comprehensive and actual real policy change coming out of D.C. Um, certainly, it would seem that um, safe banking, which is literally just a policy to say, let's keep cash off the streets and enable our businesses to bank funds and to utilize banking services like in any other normalized business in the U.S., um, would be a step in the right direction. Um, you know, we're, we're optimistic that Biden, President Biden, and kicking off his uh, review of scheduling could have some real significant and positive impact for the industry as we look at whether or not it makes sense for cannabis to continue to be classified in the same category as heroin and other um, hardcore illegal substances. So, uh, you know, I think that there is positive change to come. But, um, you know, listen, we need for, for Congress to um, to step up um, to uh, to really take action that is not just lip service when it's election time, but actual real policy and substantive reform. In the meantime, it's Elon Musk here with some good news for the industry. Truly right. CEO Kim Rivers. Good to see you. Thanks so much. Hey, thank you so much. Welcome. We're live, Mike Crawford, Young Jerks. Hey, it's such good news for the cannabis industry on the same week that they're talking about how they're going to advertise with Elon Musk with Twitter. They laid off a bunch of employees. They didn't mention that on Yahoo News. We're going to mention it tonight because we have a great show. This has been uh, a while in the making. Kind of, we kind of expected this might happen eventually, and it did. And we're happy to bring this show to you tonight. We have three employees. This is the first time for us. We've had a lot of employees from Trueleaf on the show and different cannabis companies on the show over the last months. But this is the first time that we're going to have three Trueleaf Florida employees. Usually they're from Massachusetts or even you know other states that we've covered. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Tonight, it's truly Florida. And specifically, we're going to be getting into the customer service. They have a, they had a customer service hub in Clearwater, Florida. And we've heard a lot of information from that hub because they see a lot, the customer service reps. And a bunch of them just got laid off last week. 
when that video was being being shown all over the world about how True Leaf is going to advertise on Twitter. So tonight, we're going to bring up these True Leaf Florida employees. Some of them have already shared some great information with us. We're going to share it with you. We're going to let them tell their stories tonight. Let's just bring them all up right now. I'm calling them the Florida True Leaf whistleblowers. We have Megan, Kelly, Hi, Mike. and Alex. What's up? Who wants to start first? Hello to you all. How's it going, Mike? It's great to be here. And thanks so much for having us on. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here for sure. Unreal. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> to be here too. <laughs> Me too. I'm very excited it's, for this. Um, I'm so excited. Yeah. It looks like the viewers are too. We're already getting comments and, and a lot of listeners. So um, I, I guess we'll just start with each of you kind of explaining who you are. You know what what you wanted to and and kind of what you want to talk about today because there's so many angles on this truly story you know starting with Lorna McMurray in Massachusetts but just what you guys have been seeing which is totally different than what you know probably we normally cover but it's still truly just awfulness from what I'm hearing so uh let's start with the ladies I'm gonna start with uh Megan first Megan tell us about who you are and what you kind of want to talk about tonight Hi. Um, so I, I also worked in the call center, um, for almost six months. Um, but what I really kind of want to be here to give my perspective on is I started out in the store from the very bottom. Um, I started as a consultant in August of 2020 and I worked all the way up. Um, when I got my final, my last promotion in store, I was ready to have a store within six months and become a GM and do, you know, that whole nine yards. And within say two to three months, I was, I didn't want that anymore. Um, so I'd kind of love to chime in and, you know, I know Alex and, and Kelly are going to have a lot of great perspective from the call center. And I can kind of clarify things from the store side as well, because one of the things that I'm sure that they'll agree with is that we are all completely separate entities. There is almost no communication between any of the departments whatsoever and if there is communication it's because you've networked and made a friend or a, a colleague out of that person so it's 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 very funny to hear the the different perspectives from each place because truly we we have no idea what's going on elsewhere i'm glad you brought that up megan because uh we have a friend i don't know if i should call him a friend i give him a lot of shit <laughs> but i'm trying to be friendly to him now because i don't think he's a bad guy but I've given him a lot of crap about his podcast, uh, his interview with Kim, and she spoke. A, yeah, the dime. Yeah. And, and she she spoke quite a bit about the spoken hub. <laughs> when you hear spoken hub, and you're telling us that they don't communicate, what do you think about spoken hub, Megan? It's it's absurd. I mean, it's it's completely just a fallacy that they create out to the public just like pretty much everything is to be completely honest they they drive such a false image of themselves in every way shape and form i mean <laughs> there's so many things that i could bring up and it's just it, it truly is like most of what you're seeing that they're posting you should really take with you know the grain of salt because it's it's it is just corporate BS that they're trying to put out to to bring this image upon themselves, which they they successfully do. I think one of the things that I talked about with you is that people outside of who are patients 
Anybody who is a non-patient, the idea in the state of Florida that they have of TrueLeave is that it is the best company to work for in the cannabis industry. And it is just, that is just absolutely not the truth. <laughs> it's crazy because in Massachusetts, that's not the case at this point. Uh, but no. Florida, I hear that a lot, actually. I've heard other people say that exactly. They've done Megan. a lot to preserve that image. And I think a lot of it comes from the fact that they were the first sale, you know? All right, let's go to Kelly. Kelly, tell us about uh, yourself and kind of what you want to talk about tonight, discuss. Okay. Well, I was a trainer. I was hired as a phone representative in April of 2020 for 10.50 an hour. And I moved up um, to a team lead and then finally a trainer. And I loved my job, absolutely loved it. The uh, manager who was managing the call center when I worked there, he was very good guy. You know, it was fun working for him then. He was let go. They brought in a new regime. And I could tell right from the beginning that these people are here to make our lives miserable and either downsize or completely close the call center. They had no transparency for anything they were doing. Um, with the original manager, it was a total open door policy. You could walk into his office at any time and talk about anything and he would sit and listen to you. These new people didn't want to listen to anything. You had to say it was, okay, this is the new way. If you don't like it, you can resign. You couldn't ask questions, you couldn't do anything. And I was part of the group that got laid off. We got uh, invited to teams meetings between eight and 12 agents at a time. We enter the meeting and they start with, hello, as of right now, you're laid off. You'll be losing your accesses to system shortly once we complete this call. We couldn't ask questions. Um, you know, hold your questions. We'll call you each individually and go over your severance package, which was essentially two weeks of pay. And you had to sign an NDA. So obviously I didn't sign that. Um, so it was, it was just handled terribly. No, no, it seems like, um, to withhold severance for a non-disclosure agreement from what I've seen seems illegal. Did they, I've seen too. if you, you know, you didn't sign the NDA. Kelly, Correct. did they say they're withholding your severance? Are you getting the severance? Oh, I haven't responded to anything about the severance package yet. I guess Are I you get talking longer. to any employment lawyers or anything like that? I did speak to a lawyer and she said that since it was done um, within the limits of the WARN Act, there was really nothing we could do. Mm. Barely, probably. Right. Yeah. There's no way of knowing because they don't specify on the numbers. You know, they don't, they're not transparent about these ever. You know, you'll see a whole list of cannabis MSOs, you know, conducting layoffs and they at least give you a figure most of the time. You know, it's like, right. really just like, nope, stay away. You're, you're prying into our business. You know, <laughs> I mean, really, it's. I think a lot of the time that they do this, it's been definitely on a smaller scale and it has been easier to keep quiet. Um, but I think that this time, I mean, where they did it was absolutely the worst place to do that. Because I will tell you, I mean, like I said, I only worked in the call center for a very short period of time. But we saw everything, everything, especially with the team that I was working on. I mean, it. I saw the absolute worst of the worst of the worst of what was happening, you know. And it's, it's... It, <laughs> you you shouldn't you should not get rid of the people who see through everything because like we're i i've been waiting 
not necessarily waiting for this to happen or waiting to blow their spot up or anything, but I definitely wanted to come out there and let people know that this is, they are not the cannabis messiah. They are not here to, to save us and, and, you know, bring recreational to Florida or bring home grow to Florida. All they're doing by piling money into these causes is, is putting money into their pocket in the future. You really have to look at where they're at in the game. What do they have to lose and what do they have to gain? And right now they have everything to gain and they do have a lot to lose, but I feel like there's just been, maybe we're all just not really wanting to, to you know, ruin something that I truly do believe we help people. We care about these patients. I have sat in my bedroom and cried over patients that I have lost. I have been to funerals and celebrations of life. I have made genuine connections with people that will probably last a very long time. And that's truly what upsets me about all of this is that all of that gets clouded by all of the terrible things that they do to us as employees, the people who do care and who are on the ground really trying to help people, you know? We're going to get much more into some of the things that you saw. I, I, I mean, I'm excited to share about some of the info I know about uh, that you guys have that you've seen and maybe even hear some new things. But uh, before we do that, let's get to Alex. Alex, tell us about yourself and kind of what you want to talk Absolutely. about tonight, too. Megan, that was really well said, by the way. You too, Kevin. Thank you. <laughs> yes. um, agreed 100%. Uh, I'm here for my friends, my colleagues that were laid off, and all the employees throughout the state of Florida that lost their positions last week and ongoing. Um, and no, it's not just true leave. Other people um, are affected by this in the industry as well. But something I realized as I have separated from this company now and reflecting back on everything, I feel a lot better and I feel like my mental health is just, it's just like this, <laughs> these weights have been lifted off me and I was able to still keep in touch with my coworkers that were laid off and see all them for the most part smiling. And everybody is so supportive of each other at this time that it's honestly becoming a really beautiful thing to have been a part of. And either way, I'm going to look back on this as everybody getting together in the right moment and standing up against it. Like some, we don't have a lot of resources here, Mike, you know that we, we go all the way to Massachusetts and talk to the young jerks. And because we don't have much in the way of employee worker resources, we have the department of health. We have the office of medical marijuana use. That's about it. We got OSHA, you know, but that's, there's really nothing. There's not a lot of activism going on around here. It's all the smokescreen stuff with, you know, social equity and what these MSOs are doing on the latest, but it's never like these, you know, low key people that are trying to make a difference. You don't have a voice in Florida. We've got quite a few comments already. Uh, a theme on one of the comments is what uh, Kelly mentioned 1050 an hour. Jared Alloway writes, that's almost enough to sleep in your car under a bridge. Another uh, comment uh, for le legally nifty on YouTube. He said, did she just say she was making 1050 an hour? Uh, and Logan also on YouTube, he says 1050 an hour. And you can kiss my ass. I mean, people are having a hard time even believing that's true. That's what you said, right? Kelly, that they hired you at 1050 an hour to, to listen to basically customer complaints all day. Right. 
Correct. And you could earn up to $500 a month in bonuses, but that was not money you could count on. It's up to $15 an hour now starting, but yes, hired at 1050 an hour, April of 2020. When I had started, the person sitting to the left of me was making a dollar less than me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I was I got hired in and went through the normal call center training, but the team that I was going on was completely different. And it was it's it's they're very, very much unorganized. And it shows in the way that we all have everybody that works for this company almost unless you were in the same training class or, you know, whatever you we all have different stories. It's insane. Yeah, you also got some. Uh... Listener questions. Logan Latona asked, are they going to talk about the mold in their supply? I think so. I mean, let's ask. I mean, did you see that customer complain a lot about mold, about mildew? I saw it in person. I mean, I... Um, it, it, we, because of their return policy in store, um, I know it's a lot different now from what I've heard, but when I was there in 2020, 2021, literally one of the policies that they kept pushing and pushing was just say yes. So we basically had to exchange or return anything, no matter what it was, empty containers did not matter. So people would bring things in a lot. And one of the frequent complaints was definitely mold and mildew. And I have seen it. The mold you'll see on the actual buds themselves. But I've seen literal straight up mildew on the inside of an eighth container growing around the plastic. So, you know. Any, any Kelly or you, you want to uh, you have in common or Alex? You know, there's definitely been some instances in the past where they were, you know, had to deal with that kind of uh, issue as they did a move other dispensaries in the area. Me personally, I don't remember too many calls specifically dealing with that. A lot of complaints about the products, no doubt. Um, mold. I'm always looking out for that because I have asthma. I can't be around mold, you know, like so much, but um, have I seen it? Absolutely. That stuff is not good for long in those little containers. That's um, <laughs> so I don't trust these big MSOs. I don't trust True Leaf, and they've given us every reason not to. We, I think, everybody who's been employed there long enough has brought to you know to the company's attention the ongoing issues. They don't want to hear it. They don't exactly promote a open communication environment in the workplace. They, you know, you're taught to shut up and not ask questions, and you might get ahead if you do, or you know, you can do that and never get anywhere because they just decide you know you've been there too long and you've seen too much and it's we'd rather have somebody who is can't do the job as good as you basically um they don't care enough about their operations to keep people that are valuable because a lot of really good people have left that building and left this company because it's not a compatible fit and that's what it is for us like the three of us if we are not compatible with true leave and not at this point. I had a great time working there for my first four months. And then they started targeting us and they changed up the policies on us. They ripped away all our benefits. They were trying to make it as miserable of a place to work at until one day they just decided, well, let's just go and fire everybody and leave a few remaining and then, you know, have them hang around for however long until another class of people come in. Doesn't, doesn't sit well with me at all. And 
That's exactly why I'm talking about it right now, because it disturbed me. It upset me. If this was just a matter of layoffs, that's all it would be. And But it's not. They go further than that. They can't conduct these things in a productive manner anyway. And they're doing it all the time. It's not just the yearly annual layoffs. They're like multiple times a year they're doing this. And then every year they're cutting people's hours during the holidays. This is not like something that's new at all, but it's something that we should be paying attention to and bringing to light because they have, they're on way too high of a pedestal as it is. I mean, awesome. I want to thank uh, you all three of you for being on the show tonight. I want to thank everyone who's listening right now. Uh, we're the young jerks. If you haven't uh, definitely like subscribe, follow us wherever you're listening on YouTube, Facebook, etc. We're also on iTunes. I would love uh, you to subscribe and follow everything that we're doing. If you want all of our content, iTunes is probably your best bet. We put everything out over there. Uh, we have a lot of news, too, that I'm going to get to later on the show. Uh, we also have a phone number. So if anyone wants to call in tonight, we got an open line right now. If you're a troll, you can call in. If you want to give me a hard time, you're welcome to do so. We always have open phone lines here. We don't screen calls. So we don't know who's calling. It could be Kim. Maybe Kim will call in. <laughs> but 978-560-3155. We're taking your calls if you're an employee. Uh, if you're just a listener, if you have a question, you can also leave us instant uh, feedback on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, wherever you're listening. We try to post those up as well. My name is Mike Crawford. We have three recently former employees of True Leaf sharing a lot of information. We got our first phone call. I think I know who this is. Let's try to take this call, see if we can get this hooked up on the uh, through the system. Who's on the phone here? Hold on one second, listener. I think I might know who this is. Who's Hi, calling? Mike. It's Allie. Who is it? It's Allie. It's Lorna's sister cousin. Oh, Alicia. Alicia. You said Allie. Yes, sir. We know you as Alicia. Yeah, now I, you're I, switching I, up I knew the voice. That, you did. That, that's been my nickname for a while. I, I apologize about my voice. I'm getting over being sick and uh, yelling good tidings at customers. So, <laughs> so uh, you're listening. What do you, what do you, uh, you want to make any comments tonight? Your your cousin passed away. Your I Go ahead. I wanted to say thank you to all three of you for doing what you're doing and actually speaking up about what you guys went through with this horrible company. It has been hell for my my auntie that still lives back there. It has been hell for the family after dealing with losing Lorna. Um, I, it still bugs me that I just turned 28 this past December and she's still at the 27. Um, it, I can't thank you guys enough for what you're doing about speaking out and shedding some more light on what this horrible, horrible company continues to do to their employees in multiple states. And I mean, like it's, it's, I, I, I know that Kira Leaf is in Nevada and they aren't much different from what I've been told. Um, I just can't thank you guys enough. You guys are doing so wonderful. I, I do apologize about you guys losing your jobs, but I feel like this is a bigger step in the right direction for all of you. And I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for calling in tonight on your work break. Thank you, Alicia. Allie. Alicia, that's so nice. Or Allie. We'll call yeah, of Allie course. That was so sweet. 
Yeah, just call me Allie. <laughs> I, I literally got the permission to come to my lunch and I was like, I got a podcast to do at four o'clock. They're like, go for it. Go for it. So I was like, I, you know, I love this job and I, I want that for everybody. I want people to be able to go to their jobs and feel comfortable and have what I am experiencing now, which is fantastic. I love my customers. I love my, my, my supervisors. I love everything about this job and I only work at Rite Aid. So <laughs> I'm just a cashier, it. but it's fantastic. It. I want, I want everybody to have this experience and feel as, the way that I do not feel afraid like my cousin had to, or you guys had to. So I, I can't thank you guys enough. Once again, I'm going to continue to say that over and over again, because it, it matters. You guys are making a difference. Every time you speak out about something, every time you shed light on something, you guys are doing what the world needs to see more of. So I can't thank you enough. And uh, I'm going to get back to my lunch and let's continue to listen to you guys talk. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Allie. Oh, thank my you. God. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. What What do you, when you were working at True Leaf, I'm sure you know, some of you were, at least two of you, Maybe all three of you were actually we get more calls now. I'm going to I'm going to actually hold Bring off on. On, on the other calls right now. No, because I want to make this point about Alicia. If anyone's calling, please call back in a minute. All right. <laughs> we got so many people calling us from Florida right now. It's phones ringing off the hook. I love it. But because I want to comment on this, like because Lorna died and then in January and then we found out about it in October, we re reported it. It went crazy in the media. You were working at True Leaf, at least two of you, maybe three of you. I'm not sure. Did you hear about this? Was this a topic of discussion oh, yeah. at work? I know I forwarded it around to my team when I saw it. I believe this was like one of my final weeks. Um, and I was working all with people who I knew very well. So we kind of forwarded around my team and were just very shocked. Um you know, I'd heard of of definitely injuries in processing and things like that, but nothing to this to this, you know, how, how bad this was. We talked about it amongst each other and in the call center as well, but we didn't hear anything from truly about it. It was just oh, yeah, stuff no. that we see, we saw, you know, in the media or your podcast and stuff, but not truly never mentioned anything about it. Or none of the leadership over there mentioned anything. Alex, you have, Alex, did you hear I, anything? You know, I was all over this. You know, I was <laughs> I was in touch with you back. You know, the only times I'd heard about it, just like one thing, truly does a great job at is keeping things sealed and keeping things quiet. I don't even know how they do it, but they're effective at it. So, I didn't hear about it within um, the uh, office there. I did have a couple patients bring it up on calls a couple people saying you guys need to get your stock in order and stop killing your employees yeah like <laughs> a couple times but no it's um it's like i said earlier it's not a, an environment where open communication is encouraged it's actually discouraged because you're frowned at for asking questions you're not supposed to know the answers to you know like you have to learn the hard way that these questions aren't meant to be raised and any other go and trying to report it is, I don't want to say it's hopeless, but it certainly feels that way. These, some of these issues have been going on for years and there's no excuse for them to not be, you know, improved on by now. Same exact kind of thing showing up still. 
Thank you, guys. Thank you both, uh, all three of you, for being here tonight. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot more comments to post. We've got phone calls. We may even call that person back that we hung up on. I'm sorry. Please call back. We're, we're we just want to make sure that we, you know, address the Lorna McMurray, especially with uh, Alicia just calling in right now. So we're we're still taking your calls. You can call in tonight nine seven eight five six zero three one five five. If we don't answer, just call back because sometimes you take more than one call at a time. Here we go. We got another call. See who we have on the phone. Hold on one second. Hold on. Oh yeah, you're good. Who's you're on, totally good. Who's on the phone right now? Uh, hey, this is uh, this is Logan. I'm uh, I'm from the uh, YouTube uh, uh, chat that you've been reading. Thank you so much for listening. What do you got for us? Uh, not a whole. Logan, you still there? I think we lost him. Let's try this other call. We've got a lot of calls coming in. Who, who, who's on the phone right now? Hey, Mike. Um, my name is Jessica Pozo. I am also an ex-employee from TrueLeads. Awesome. Thank you for calling. Uh, what, do you have comments or questions or, or commentary right now? Um, I mean, I know I was messaging in like the live feed for um, Facebook, but basically I just wanted to um, also kind of reiterate with um, being let go um, I know me and Kelly were scheduled the same day uh, for the meeting, but she was working from home and I was actually temporarily in office and how it went down was completely like disgusting. Um, so I, that's all I was wanting to kind of bring up and um, reiterate with, you know, their stories as far as what um, happened and what their experiences were. And did you uh, hear about Lorna McMurray from the media or did you hear it at workplace or at all? Um, I've seen it on like social media, like here and there and like from other people that were in the office, but, um, truly did not mention anything to us about that. And we had another question that came up for, I guess for all four of you, um, why is that of the Florida media covering this? Why? I mean, did they even cover the Lona McMurray death in Florida? I don't think they did. No, did they? Not really that I saw. And no, honestly, not at all. Yeah, I think the reason why they're not covering it is because I'm sure that truly is in their good graces in some way, shape, or form for most of these big conglomerates here. Um, it that's just as simple as that, to be honest, because it, it is Florida, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they feel safe here, that's for sure. Um, right. But I spoke with a, a reporter that worked at a business in, insider covering cannabis, oh. and he let me know that TrueLeave will threaten litigation at every step of these processes. So even if it's something like layoffs, uh, it's, and even if they don't have a leg to stand on it in his, in his words, if they don't, even if they don't have a leg to stand on legally, it does have an effect on, you know, whether or not it's covered because they're not going to, you know, comment on it anyway. So your story is going against any company spokesperson statement. Um, so I, I could see how it's complicated. They are protected here. They're they're definitely getting some sort of immunity because they um, they've crossed a lot of lines here and continuing from to. day one, really. Yeah, but it's just getting worse. It seems like let's throw another five million every single month to our own bill and keep up in it. Thank you so much for calling in. All right, we got a little feedback on that. Um, we just did uh, drop the call. Uh, we are taking calls tonight. 
we have a phone number you can call in on 978-560-3155. Can I mention a point that Alex made? Yes. Other, maybe it was this last week, maybe this week. This last week has just been a whirlwind. But for, if anyone's listening who's a current employee of True Leave at the call center, if you do call in, remember that they have months and months of your voice taking phone calls. So just keep that in mind. I don't want any retaliation for anybody who might still be working there. Just something to think about, just in case. So, <laughs> well, if there is retaliation, say something about it. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Speak up. There were some other comments I wanted to uh, post up some questions. I'm looking for them now on the on the chat. Maybe I'm missing them. Oh, here's a good one. Have any of you spoken to anyone at the National Labor Relations Board or filed with them or OSHA? I sent a couple. Uh, I sent a, I believe I sent you the article um, about the National Labor Relations Board ruling that they basically can't withhold the severance packages right. for on the condition that they sign the NDA. So I've definitely provided that resource because obviously I wasn't in the layoff, so I'm not. But I've definitely provided that resource. So I, I hope that they're able to do something. Um, but I believe, like Alex said, I believe that they we would have to know exactly what the number of people who were laid off to know whether or not it falls within the realm of legality, I'm assuming. Um, but, you know, it, it's I, I think that. I think the time is now for those resources to be available to us. Um, you know, I I would hate for God forbid something like what happened to Lorna to have to happen here for us to get the momentum that we need to make some kind of change. Maybe somewhere Kelly wants to uh, look to too to get that severance money. It's maybe check with the National Labor Relations Board. I don't know. Might I'm good. I don't need anything from them. You don't need it. <laughs> no. Can't trust During, them anyway. Right. During the layoff call, I had my phone open. I was looking at Indeed and already applying at places. So. <laughs> but I hope you all all uh, are able to find new new positions somewhere. You know, a little better, hopefully, than True Leaf. I think it'll be definitely a little bit tricky for, for some because I will say that that is one thing that I've personally noticed is that not that we get overlooked, but that other dispensaries and hiring managers at other companies are aware of quote unquote what I would say the bad habits that truly trains into us. Um, especially in store, the call center, really, they just operate pretty much as a, a normal call center, but in store, they the things that i mean the policies that they have are nothing like what you would do in other dispensaries i mean the the return policy is one i don't know any other dispensary that will literally let you return an empty container <laughs> we're going to talk about the returns and the customer service much more especially uh the better business bureau reviews but one of the ones i wanted to get to right now is something uh that megan i believe shared uh, and I'm I'm not saying this is common or you know a definitely not word, no but it was this one is time, a weird one however truly yeah, there's so, a petrified frog <laughs> in my cannabis Did that that happened what what's going on uh, now? oh yeah um so like I said the team that I worked on in the call center was a little bit different from like your normal everyday I worked from home and I was on the national programs team which we handled a few different things but one of those was any of the web forms so when you go on the website and you click contact us we would see all of those 
And one day I was sitting in web forms and I opened something up and it just so happened to be from the store that I came from. So I, you know, I looked at it, saw the photo. It literally was, I mean, you know, you're not from Florida. I don't know if it's from every, anywhere else, but in Florida, when you're walking down, you know, a neighborhood street, you will just see like these dead frogs flattened on the ground and they're like 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 literally like laminated and that is exactly what was in this flower was in the picture was a laminated frog wrapped up in the nugs in inside of the eighth container and i went into the i was actually still shopping at that store as a customer or as a patient and i went in there and i went to one of my old co-workers and i was like did this was it real? Like, is this just like, you know, somebody put this in and she said, no, it was wrapped up in the nugs. It was definitely processed in this container. It's, it's, it was, like I said, it's not something we saw very often by any means, but just the simple fact that that can make it through processing is, is a little bit absurd, you know? What was the response to that customer? How did you know how to handle that? I did not actually handle it. Um, it was one of my coworkers that was handling it. What I'm going to go ahead and assume to you is that they went in store and got a full uh, store credit refund for it. And I'm probably going to guess 30% off of one or two of their orders and move on, move past. That's, what if that's you were like, I don't want do. cannabis from this location anymore because there was a frog in it. Would they give you money back? <laughs> uh, literally fun? do anything you can to convince them that they don't want their money back because it's almost impossible most of the time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. That's wild. I have concerns about their automated facility. You know, allegedly that's. Is, you know, I don't know what the state of these facilities are and what's going on. All we've heard about is the employees they've lost or laid off. And um, that's it. You know, like they keep such a tight lid on things that um, you're left with a lot of questions and you feel like, you know, you're close to getting it figured out sometimes. But this just, I know it's real life, but it acts like a work of fiction. It's so bizarre. And every time you're, working around them in that building you're in the twilight zone it is bizarreness um but oddly enough i enjoyed it that's the reason i went there every day you know i that's one thing i want the company to know i continued to go there because i enjoyed what i did and there were other people there that enjoyed what they did and they did a good job as well it's disappointing that we were just kind of forgotten about and tossed to the side hung up on on your call announcing layoffs it's disappointing it's disheartening but we'll come out on top one way or another like all these people here i got you and i know you got everybody so i think a big thing that i would really just like people to realize is that the way that they treat their employees is directly indicative of the way that they treat their patients, patients in all reality. I mean, we <laughs> we were there for patients, especially, you know, I even on the phone, there would be people that I would talk to sometimes twice a week to help them with make deliveries, do orders, because the issues 
everywhere in every single sector of this company the issues are so abundant that you do have people that never learn how to place an online order because it's the interface is so difficult for them to figure out as as i mean we're in a retirement state you know there's people who i mean <laughs> aventura if anybody has, has gotten deliveries from aventura that's listening you'll know what we're talking about it is an absolute mess getting deliveries from this company it blew my mind every single day that they just i mean they place orders they have manifests but they don't show up they're not giving the correct windows they're you there's no there's no phone on the driver in the car for some reason on for some of them it's just it's it's what is going to be the issue today. It's like playing a game, exactly. you know. Right. No, <laughs> yeah, I've in a lot more locations too in the last oh, yeah. few months because they don't have staffing. No. So either laying everybody off or not paying. A lot of agents at the call center were didn't get their bonuses for months on end. You know, they expect this money to pay their bills, and oh, oh, I'm sorry. You know, for some reason it wasn't processed. You'll have it the next check. And then oh, the yeah. next check the same run around gets deducted from their yeah. check. So now there are two bonuses. I don't know if either of you I'm remember seeing. when they switched over to being like, we, we were all paid under true leave as opposed to George Hackney. Mm -hmm. That is when the biggest walkout I happened in the processing center. And I believe that was kind of one of the their their like reality checks in terms of like oh we might have to automate some of this because in processing i've had a couple friends that came from there and i mean they were hiring college students at what i think 1050 an hour what they hired kelly at and you are it's grueling work and one day we were all nobody was told we were supposed the day we were supposed to get paid and 8 a.m. rolls around, nobody gets their check. 10 a.m. rolls around, nobody has their check. People are posting on Facebook in different groups, contacting their friends. None of us got paid. I don't think I got paid till like 6 or 7 p.m., but I know processing, literally most of them refused to work that day and completely walked out. A lot of them quit. And it's it, it's funny because every other paycheck after that, I was waiting for that to happen. That's again. awesome. Yeah, I love, love that. <laughs> More of that. The fifty dollars. No, no, you're gonna get paid. Make up for it. Literally it every time I'd be like, "Oh, I'm just not getting my paycheck this week." <laughs> Let's talk about the what, what we what we had uh, approached for a second. There is the most common True Leaf customer complaints because you're hearing complaints about the deliveries, about the online orders. I know I'm here. I think on the Better Business Bureaus, there's a lot of bait and switch. Alex, mm -hmm. what are the some of the co most common? customer complaints that you heard big, big three thc percentages not reflecting what's on the site that's already well known at this point deliveries never arriving no communication for the company no direct line to reach a store or a manager or anybody of importance so really the system that's so confusing it's almost like it's confusing by design you know like it seems to be working out well for them if they're not fixing the problems three years later you know the same one's still popping up on a better business bureau like um, these are all things that, you know, shouldn't be that difficult for them to figure out with the spot they've had at the top for as long as they have, there's very little excuses for them not to be the most productive and uh, forward MSO 10 times over, you know, yeah, I'd they, say wait times was a big one too. 
wait times was definitely a huge complaint. What, and that, explain that. What does wait times mean for people who aren't familiar with that? Um, so when you come into True Leave, it looks like a doctor's office. Um, there's like an initial waiting room and you walk up to the desk, you give them your card and they check you in. Um, so, and, and I would say very quickly after COVID, you know, was roaring and, and they were trying to get people in and out the door because they had a new way of bringing people into the dispensary because of COVID. Um, so I'd say like beginning of 2021, they started giving us to where we could have maybe two to three consultants on registers taking people at a time. And especially this is at the time where they're doing every Thursday was ground Thursday. So they released a quarter of ground flour for $25. And in the morning I would come in and at 9 a.m. I'd have 15 people standing in the parking lot waiting at the front door so that they can come and pick up their orders. And I literally had two people to open the registers to take patients. So by the time I left, it got to the point where I would have two consultants. I would have a manager in the back that could fill orders. And then I would have myself being the true host. So I'm the person that goes out, calls people back, brings them to their their consultant. But then they eventually also started expecting us to take express orders. So somebody who had placed an order, they were already didn't want to make any modifications. They would make the manager who was also hosting, answering questions to the people in the lobby that we were also supposed to take patients at the same time. So what it kind just, of wait times for people having? Oh, God. I mean, the longest I would say at my store was probably an hour 30. Um, and that's full waiting in the lobby or waiting in your car time. Um, and don't get me <laughs> wrong, that's day. on holidays a lot of the time, but there are stores where it happens every single day. Literally, at, I mean, Miami Gardens is probably a huge one. I'd say Orlando Millennia is another big one. Um, there are certain stores where you can just expect to wait all the time. In Tampa, Del Mabry was a mess until they got their new building. Um, so it's, 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 it's widespread across the company really. And it's, it's funny because I think that their response to the wait times was to litter the state with so many different stores all over the place. You know, there's, what is it like over 150 now? 24. It's absolutely yeah. unnecessary. Like how do you, it's insane. It's like insane. And <laughs> it just, though, that's not how you fix the issue. The issue is, <laughs> is that we had 8% labor budgets in a store that was raking in almost 20 grand a day. So for, to have my labor budget be at 8% is absurd. I've worked in restaurant, failing restaurants about to shut the doors where we had 13 to 14% labor yeah, budget. That's crazy. It's, it's Ooh. all, it's all to make money on the end money. for the shareholders. That's all they want to do is deliver for the shareholders. That's all right. they care about. Yep. Any other comments on that? Any They're certainly questions? not delivering for the shareholders. Which is unfortunately why this has come to, to where yes. it has, honestly. I want to ask about the uh, truly better business bureau reviews. Cause I've, I've looked at them. They got an F I believe on, on the better business bureau. I see bait and switch all across it. Um, oh, yeah. Some of the, things that we've seen uh, complaints about HIPAA violations, modified orders, preventing promotion uh, prices from being honored, alleged bait and switch marketing tactics, deceptive advertising, unclear and confusing promotion terms, 
poor customer service, unprofessional support agents, no direct contact with supervisors, long wait times, which we mentioned, predatory pricing, flawed inventory system, uh, sales not being honored, random midday sales uh, go out to patients well before employees. It's argued that this is done to avoid a previous promotion that wasn't profitable. So there's a lot going on there. Um, all I true, mean, all, all true. I will say the, the first thing that I heard that I love is the the sending it to patients before employees thing. Oh my God. I yeah. cannot tell you how many times people would walk up to me in the store and be like, hey, so you guys just started 40% off 15 minutes ago, right? And I'd be like, like we look like yeah. idiots. Yeah, we're like, what are we talking about? Tell me about that promotion. <laughs> Tell me all about it. I have no and idea. then literally I'd get a ding on my phone. I'd be like, oh, there's them emailing me that promotion. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And what uh, the bait and switch. I mean, that that comes up a lot. It's crazy, Mike. Because I had And to... I don't see that. Let me just say this. I don't see that with any other cannabis company in the space. Like, we, you know, everyone's like, you, you hate MSOs. You're always talking about MSOs. I don't see any other MSO doing this, not even Cureleaf. Know that you are not a voicemail system, so you need to press one to take this call. <laughs> I, I think phone. it's We're a very complex <laughs> explanation as to why it happens because there's so many moving parts as to what causes it, to be completely honest. I think a number one is the POS system and they're, they're the way that SAP updates to their website to all these different IT things. They truly, and I, I, I've known a couple people in IT, but they have one of the worst IT departments <laughs> I have ever worked under in my entire life. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it, it would mean literally we would get, they would put products out for promos and they wouldn't show up on the website all day long. All day long, people are like, where are these? Why can't I order them? What's going on? We They have them in store. They can scan them and sell them. But for some reason, it's not showing up on the website and nobody can explain why. You have no direct contact to fix any of those things from in store. So there's nobody within IT that I can really call to, sub I mean, I can submit a ticket and hope that somebody sees it quickly but it really depends on how many issues you have going on simultaneously throughout the entire company. Because, you know, we have the same IT department from the stores to the call center to processing and shipping to all. And I'm sure that they're completely overworked just like we are, you know? Kelly, there'd be times we'd pull up the inventory for every store in the state and there'd be nothing in stock at any store. There's nothing in stock. Okay. No store in Florida has even one pre-roll joint to sell. Like it made no sense. And we'd have to tell everybody to call back. Well, I'm sorry. We're having system issues every day. You know, I'm sorry. We can't yeah. please call back and wait another you know, 40 minute queue to get through to us. That so was frustrating for sure. And I think another thing too, is the, the simple fact for the bait and switch, they just don't send out enough product to fulfill the need. And I, I truly do believe that they're trying to operate under the Supreme model, you know, Supreme, like the skateboarding company to where they only release a certain amount of scarcity. this size. They're creating so scarcity. 
Exactly. Mm, They're yeah. creating a false demand. I mean, it maybe it's not technically false, but at the same time, they're never going to be able to deliver to these people. You're, I mean, for example, so one of the big things was cultivar. Cultivar, they'd release these flyers where they'd say, you know, Ray Bay at 36% THC. People would go feral. They would literally be foaming at the mouth wanting this high of THC. And I, we'd get 15, maybe. There was a time in the middle of 2021, I think, they started sending us not even full pallets. So I'd get five units of the 33% THC. And then they release it 12 hours early. So they usually release their new stuff for the next day at like 7 p.m. or so the day before. So literally by the time you wake up in the morning and you see the flyer, it's gone. It's the ticket mask. It's like ticket mask master oh, yeah. of cannabis. Absolutely. I mean, it's like that whole scam. And meanwhile, so people come in the store looking for that stuff. It's not there. And then they buy something for 15%. That they didn't want, right? I mean, that's how. Yeah, it works. or you're you're told to offer them something more expensive. I mean, that was a lot of the time in our case. Uh, the store that I worked in was in a very low income area. Um, it definitely we were not making what they wanted us to make at all. Um, our AOT, which is ad- average of transaction, was like a hundred and thirteen dollars, and most people were walking in there slapping thirty dollars down on the table and saying, "What can you give to me for this?" You know. They just didn't have the money to spare. So when their solution to us only getting like 30 units of ground, for example, their solution to that would be, well, sell them this $33 eighth (laughs) in place of the $25 quarter. And offer them 10% off. Uh, yeah, yeah. Assaulting, yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's, and, and you cannot stack lo- more than 30% because e- even though you're a veteran and you have SNAP, you know? <laughs> you don't qualify. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any other comments on uh, the bait and switch kind of attack? I just can't believe – it's beyond me, the fact that they've been able to get away with not having a live inventory for years. I mean, this I'm talking – it's. I think I heard somewhere three every three hours. If that's true, I mean, I will say it's very. They've tried many times in store when I was there. They tried with no like, you know, this is gonna happen, and here's the dates that it's gonna happen. Here's we're gonna test it on. One day I would go into the lobby and we'd have TVs behind the desk, and I actually have a picture of it. We'd I, there'd just be a menu there. And I literally would have to take pictures of the menu from the TV and go in the back and be like, oh, God, please, please, God, let us have these things that are on this menu. Because if we don't, I do not want to deal with the rest of today. Unbelievable. And no, no email. No, no. Hey, this is who you contact to get things changed if it's wrong. You know, there's no support. You're you're literally blind in the dark all the time. It's unbelievable. It's, it's I, I go to Maine. I got a caregiver up there, small little business. He's come on the show recently. Their inventory is live. Like he has live inventory all the time, updated. If a small shop with like five employees can do that, like how can't a major corp like truly do that? They're I mean, already trying to run like retail. Might as well. You right. know how- <laughs> I mean, well, and I'll say it's as simple of, of, of a fact as they really don't in a lot of these departments, the heads of them are not chosen very meticulously. 
they come to them, they crawl from other places that, you know, didn't want them or they weren't fitting in or they just couldn't get what they want. And so I will say one of the biggest things that I think causes this is the fact that their inventory fix system and department is constantly a mess and they cannot get things in order. I mean, we had we had people that we could reach out to to fix certain things. So when I would accept shipments and, you know, I'd have an entire man or I'd have an entire table full of things and no manifest for it or whatever. Um, I had to send emails in the middle of the night to inventory fix who hopefully pray to whatever God you believe in that they are going to get that on your website by the morning. Because I will tell you 80 to 90% of the time when you're getting a product, it is the morning before it drops literally hours before it's supposed to go up on the website or whatever. Sometimes you get it, you know, at three o'clock in the morning, it drops on the website at 7am or whatever. So, and, and certain times I get the thing that's on the flyer and it does not scan into my system whatsoever. And I'm emailing somebody who doesn't get in until 9am to fix it. So Mm. the website's already live stores are already open at 9am. What am I supposed to do? I can't even sell it to walk-in patients if it's not scanning. And we just have to tell people, I can't do anything. I have it here. I can't sell it. We keep it a secret that we had it because I don't, I, you know, we're, we're sitting ducks. There, there has been multiple times where I've had people physically try to attack me for true leaves, you know, down for or what, what they've yes, not provided their BS, to them. Their lack yeah, of basically. Yeah. It's, it's insane. And I mean, on on Christmas Eve one year, uh, we were told that we could close early, like the day before. And so I'm closing, going to close and lock the doors early. Somebody runs up trying to get in the door. It's already past the time. I work in a dangerous area. We had no security, no armed security at all anymore. And so I was locking the door and this woman literally spit in my face. And that's the way that certain people react to these complaints and these things that the company has wrong, especially with the bait and switch thing. That was probably one of the more dangerous things for people in store because people felt so very strongly about the fact that they felt they were getting scammed. And they to be honest, scammed. they are. Yeah, yeah it's, absolutely. Like, it's like, and I can't. And, and this is, these are patients. Let's keep this in mind, too. This isn't adult use. This is 100% medical patients in Florida. Oh, yeah. And oh, these yeah. are people that are relying on this medicine at a certain price. They budget. A lot of them are poor. Right. A lot of them yeah. don't have jobs or they're relying on $700 a month from social security or Medicare or whatever, or, you know, a settlement, whatever it is, or they're living with a relative because they're sick. These people are not rich. So no. when you budget, even myself, like I, I'm a working class customer too, like a working class patient, I budget, you know, when I expect a pre-order and order something, I expect it to be there. I put money down. It, it's it's right. an agreement and they don't deliver I understand why patients get upset. It's got to be oh, a absolutely. situation to be in. Um, I also want to talk about some, I mean, is there anything else you guys want to add to that, that kind of conversation? Well, in about- 2020, we had a patient show up at the call center trying to beat the door down. <laughs> and how did that end up? Did they yes. get arrested or did sure that didn't end up well? <laughs> I was, I was not at work that day, but the agent who this guy was showing up to 
confront, I guess she quit shortly after because that's a terrifying situation. You know, what if this person was outside eating lunch or something? So he was definitely taken away. And then even maybe last year we had somebody show up, I guess he fixed something in the call center and he claimed that the check bounced and he was there to get his money and the police had to be called out and they kept that very hush hush too. Nobody, they never, they just told us, don't leave the building. Don't leave the building. Were you there that day, Alex? Maybe not. No. But, but yeah, they told us don't leave the building. It was about 5.30. And this guy just kept circling the office saying he was going to get his money or somebody was going to get hurt. So finally they took him away. And then they told the manager that, oh, you don't have no trespassing signs on here. So we couldn't arrest him. <gasps> we just had to escort That's him away. That happened to us so yeah. much. It was, and this is after they took away our armed security. And yeah. I'm, I'm five eight, 130 pounds. I cannot protect myself from, you know, we had homeless people in our parking lot that would follow patients to their cars, follow employees to their cars. It was there, it was such a very scary time, especially because they did it right around the holidays for us. So I'm, and I worked directly next to a liquor store. So the liquor store blasts, has a DJ in their parking lot, blasting music, allowing people to loiter and drink in the parking lot while there's a dispensary right next door with people walking out with hundreds of dollars of cannabis in their bags sometimes. I felt, I, I mean, we had, I had, like older, bigger male employees walk people out to their cars when the unarmed security guard didn't really feel protecting enough, you know, because that's another thing is they'd hire people my size to be security. Mm, not good. <laughs> Megan, can you clarify? I I think they had security in every store. Like, oh yeah. A couple of years they ago. Had they had armed security for 24 hours at every single store in 2020 when I right. began. And they slowly started to take it away. Eventually, at first it was, so it was, it was always overnight. And then when we started to do overnights to accept shipments, they took it for like the first few months we had a security guard, but then they took it away eventually because they were like, oh, there's two people in the store. We don't need to pay for the security all night. So then, and also there was, at the time there was security on the shipments. There is no longer. So then it became, you know, there was two people at night by themselves. There was armed security during the day until they would close the doors for, until the store would close. And then I want to say in November of 2021, I was at the store one day and the security company walked in and they were like, hey, we're here to do the, um, like, you know, look at the, the location for the new contract. And the first thing I asked them is I was like, you know, what is your policy with, um, you know, are you armed or whatever? Because we had had issues where the guards before were not stopping people with weapons from coming in. So mm. I'd be, Holy I'd God. literally be checking somebody out and I see a gun on his hip oh my and God. it's just, it's a little freaky to me. I'm sorry. Oh, There's yeah. sometimes maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of product in this store. Man, and I'm God. just little old me. I'm yeah. letting them take it. That's, that's I, you know? scary. I would so, definitely let them take it. it it's Any just the fact the that they took job. it away. <laughs> <laughs> what are we supposed to do? What I mean, Let's and talk. not to mention, Clearwater was robbed on I think 420, wasn't it? In 2020 or something like 2019, 
you can literally go find the the YouTube videos of them breaking into the Clearwater store and and stealing oh, yeah, a bunch of yeah. stuff out of their their inventory. At four twenty a.m., it happened. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I don't remember the date, but it was at four twenty. <laughs> I, I thought it was four twenty, but it might not have been. We also had um, heard about True True Leaf's treatment of workers during hurricanes and tornadoes being horrible and that people weren't being paid like and people were risking their lives let's start with alex alex what do you have on that yeah so i remember that pretty well uh so hurricane ian back in september late september this was right around right before i think you leaked the lorna mcmurray story it was right around that it was late september yeah. too um but anyway florida in florida truly was the only dispensary from what i remember that tried to stay open the entire duration of a major hurricane coming within 24 hours. And while everyone virtually is under a state of emergency, they were not giving people the opportunity they needed to go and prepare. People were asking to prepare and say, I got to go do this. The county says I should, this is what I need to do. And nobody could get any confirmation that we wouldn't be punished or, or um, dinged for, for not going to work during the hurricane. I told management that the what, call center was in evacuation level B and that they had mm -hmm. just uh, called a mandatory evacuation for level B. And, and what happened from there? They so, didn't what so, so they didn't, they didn't give you any, any <laughs> updates or info when you know this is going to happen. What happened? What, what, ha what happened to the employees? Did they continue to work? Did they get paid? What happened from there? I think <laughs> they eventually closed the call center maybe at yeah. seven o'clock that night after at three 30. Like they knew they'd have to. Oh yeah. No, they <laughs> sent everybody. So I believe I clocked in at 1230 and they had just told everybody at noon oh. to go home. That and so it was yeah. me and a couple of the girls on NPE and, you know, the supervisors that were, everybody worked from home. So it was just us all day. And for like, I want to say until the next morning, because not only did they screw everybody working in the call center over on this, but they really screwed themselves by not better preparing because I mean, I don't really know what the scope of the ability that they had to send people home with equipment was, but either way, they could have prepared at least a small portion of the call center who did have work from home availability. They could have at least said, hey, you know, what do you need these few things to get set up? You have a computer, you've got this, let's give you this and this. They didn't do that. So the people that had work from home capabilities went and worked from home. It was probably very few, but other than that, it was us for two to three weeks there was i think maybe 30 total people that were able to work throughout those two weeks that they had the call center closed and then i don't know exactly what what was for for kelly and alex what was the compensation they only gave us no, three no. days three days yeah, yeah but yeah. then they yes. kept they kept the call center closed for almost two almost weeks, three weeks after the storm because yeah. they were oh. They were um, fixing something. Yeah, I wanted to damages. Yeah. 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 The, rumor, the rumor before that was, was that there were bed bugs in the call center. Oh. So you heard so that there were bed bugs. We let me, let me... think that they were Ex doing extermination. bed bugs. Yeah. 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 But, oh so so during a hurricane, they paid you for three days, but you, the rest of the two weeks, you, none of you got paid, the customer service reps? I was still working. I was working from home all that time. Yeah, I had a laptop so I could work from home. But, from home. but yeah. the manager, the new um, senior manager, expected people who had to evacuate to work from a shelter. Yeah. I know. I what happened to them? What that happened was to them? in an email. I said at a shelter, 
you don't you don't get a workspace and internet no. capability there. <laughs> and what about HIPAA? You have people in cots right now. You're going to sit on your cot taking phone calls for medical marijuana. Like it makes no sense Central at all. Business. And what right. happened to those folks? Like, so the let's say that they went to a shelter for a couple of weeks. Well, one um, one person I trained, he didn't evacuate because he couldn't afford not getting paid. So if that storm had hit, like they originally thought, he'd be dead right now. So people are risking their lives to keep yes. their job, basically. Yes, because yeah, they were afraid think- about getting written up. Because they didn't say if you had to miss, it would be excused. Oh, no, we'll, we'll no, deal no. with that. We'll no. deal with that when everybody's back to work. They will not give you any confirmation, any reassurance. Right. No. Yeah, and there was no real timeline of when the call center was going to be back open. They kept, I remember getting that email where they're assessing damages and blah, blah, blah. They said, oh, we'll be open by Friday. That was, I think, the end of the week of the hurricane. They said they were going to be reopened. Mm -hmm. And then two weeks later is when they ended up reopening or around that. So there was no communication, no real timeline. So people did evacuate. And they were gone for the longer than this period of time that the, the call center was closed. We didn't even know whether or not those people were going to lose their jobs for not being able to make it back by the time the call center opened. You know? Crazy. Well said. Got some more comments coming in, Alex, uh, from YouTube, Rhoda. I'd be hey, in the so waiting well. room by myself and watch two to three people leave, and then 20 minutes go by before they call me to the back. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, he's yeah. agreeing 100% with what you were saying earlier about the customers. Um, oh, yeah. And Logan, who called in earlier, I believe, I think we had some phone issues with him. He said uh, on YouTube, that's what I was calling in to say from a patient's perspective. Uh, Danny Carson is also hey, watching. Danny. Yeah, we love Danny. Uh, he's a whistleblower, too, from True Leaf from Holyoke. He said, uh, they say another example of how TrueLeaf does not protect their workers from safety hazards. Yeah. Our our office manager got uh, terminated a while back. And the last thing that she kind of did, at least for the training department, was in the training room, the carbon monoxide detector was beeping. So she went to get batteries, tried to replace the batteries, and it didn't work. It was still beeping. So it was broken. So she ordered a new one and then she got reprimanded for placing an order. She wasn't supposed to spend money. Oh my so let's, leave, let's leave the training room with no carbon monoxide fire detector. Wow. So, I mean, it's just even the safety standards were not. They show this across the board. There. Oh yeah. They do not. Oh no. They, the they put That's a last. price on our safety yeah. and that oh. price is not worth it to them. Absolutely. And I'll tell you that simply from the fact of what they did to us in store with the security that is, I mean, that they, they are not, they don't even care to in basically ensure their own product because I mean, armed security is insurance for the hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of product that we have here. Like I said, if somebody came in and was trying to rob the store, I am literally going to hand them over everything. I'm not going to lose my life or risk a patient's life or my employees' lives for that matter for for you know for them to make a dollar because that's really what it is they made they are probably saving so much money by not having to pay people more money to have their concealed carry license to have a gun whatever whatever it is you know so it's they're literally putting a dime or putting a dollar on our heads and it's it's not worth it to protect us thank you megan uh we logan has a question he says are there any dispensaries you do trust in florida 
It's very Alex hard says to no. say. <laughs> it's very no. hard to say. I've found a few that I personally like going to, but whether or not they treat their employees great is the big mm-hmm. question. Insa is one of those, but I also heard that they maybe uh, have possibly done some layoffs and they might be shortening their um, their operating hours. But I will say Insa, I have had, especially the one in South Tampa, I have had amazing experiences with them. And Sanctuary as well. However, I've heard they're not as great to work for either. (laughs) I've seen OSHA reports, uh, OSHA complaints filed against both of those companies. I know, I know. It's, 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 we really, we don't have very much to pick from. And I mean, people really want to have faith in Jungle Boys and so do I. Um, So I'm hoping that's going to be a very good addition to the industry here. Jungle Boys is opened up in Ocala and Orlando now, and I believe they're opening in Palm Harbor um like next week or something were they the ones that didn't want women to uh trim trim and stuff have you heard about that oh god yeah i mean these companies i think that was jungle boys actually oh my god they were like women deserve to be in the back it was some weird no or or, no or maybe they were only bud tenders that's what it was they can't they only have to be bud yeah. We have to be in the break room making sandwiches. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> We're the jungle boys. I mean, this, this industry is really whacked out. Uh, we had a comment uh, from Legally Nifty. He said, thank you for all coming out and speaking up. It's literally... The only way we're going to pivot the shit show industry in the right direction. I 100% agree. That's a good comment from YouTube. Thank you, Legally Nifty. I hope you continue to listen, like, and share the video, too. I really uh, appreciate all the new listeners tonight. Um, I know he's a first or she. I'm not sure if it's a he, she, or they. Whatever you are, we really appreciate your comment. And uh, especially it's a first-time comment. So, uh, And I agree 100%. Like, you guys... Speaking out tonight is the way that we get this done. It does make a difference. A lot of uh, people in power listen to this show. You'd be surprised. Regulators, people in um, elected office listen. You know, I know because I see my LinkedIn. It's it's amazing to see who actually who actually secretly listens and watches and all that. LinkedIn is something else. Uh, we have another call. Let's see who's on the line. I'm Mike. Hi, who's this? It's, it's is Sandy, Lorna's auntie. Oh, my God. We're getting the whole family today. Hi, Sandy. How how are you doing today? I'm hanging in there. I'm listening to your podcast. That's why I called on the landline phone, because I'm not real savvy at that, changing from Bluetooth back and forth and all that. So I've got it set up there. I'm calling from in the other room. (laughs) Awesome. We're so glad you're calling. Everyone, this is uh, Lorna McMurray's aunt, Sandy. Yeah. Hi, Sandy. uh, Hi, it's so nice of you all to be on there. I've been listening and listening, and I had to call in when you finally hit on the safety. Um, This fight for Lorna has been safety all the way. Um, I'm not real good at all this, but what I'm going to speak from my heart. All of you are lucky to be out of there that are out of there. Uh, My niece begged for respirator masks. And the company just looked at her like she was crazy. You know, she never had asthma, couldn't breathe, couldn't breathe. You know, kept complaining, ended up going to the hospital once. And then the second time around, it was just too late when she collapsed at work. But back in June of 20 and 21, um, they even took the paper mask away that they were given at work. I guess they maybe cost too much for the company at that time, too. And they were trying to put more money in their pockets. 
And it looks to me like truly just doesn't care about anybody, any of their departments from their, you know, customer service departments down to the workers, to even to their customers. But yet, I'll tell you one thing, the shareholders or whoever's behind all this, they're putting a lot of money in their pockets. It's not your workers' pockets, not at all. And they don't care about their anybody. Uh, and OSHA, OSHA's a joke. I know people say, oh, turn to OSHA, turn to OSHA. Well, I feel about OSHA the way I do True Leave. I have a feeling that they may be, who knows, shareholders in there. But you don't go from these fines on the death of my niece from $35,000 to these real, you know, real important fines. I mean, this is what brought it up to 35000 They lower it down to 14000 something, then down to 9000 something. Those fines are the fines. You don't you don't uh, bicker back and forth. When I get a you know get a ticket from a cop, I'm going to pay what it's going to be. So if they're not going to listen, they don't want to have to pay the fines, which it looks like they knew what they were doing. Appeal them. You won't have to pay. We'll get it knocked down for you. Here it is. So all you people come forward. Anybody in Florida? Anybody in Nevada? Anybody in California? Any state, because this is going on. The Keith is bad. I want that stop. Pre-rolled shouldn't be handled that way. You want a pre-rolled, you pick your flower, we'll grind it for you in front of you, we'll roll it, here it is. That should be a pre-rolled. Not the crap from the bottom of the barrels. Not all the mold. Not frogs, that's for sure. That one really got me. So I'm sitting here going safety all the way. Here we are from the call centers all the way down Nobody cares but that bottom line, and I am so sick of greed. My niece died over it. She was an awesome person, and truly is going to get theirs. They tried to sweep it under the rug. They thought they got there, but they didn't. Now, everybody come forward. Keep doing this. Tell your friends. Tell your workers. And by the way, everybody, I know a lot about law. There is law labor. There's labor board laws. You need to all stick together. The more people that hit these laws and the labor board, they're going to have to do something about them getting rid of you. So I want everybody to start sticking up for themselves because, remember, there's an old saying, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. And, boy, if you keep fighting, they've got to listen. But if you back off, they won't listen. So keep fighting in the name of my niece, Lorna McMurray, please. And thank you, everyone, for what you're doing, and keep it out there. Thank you very much. And, Mike, you're doing an awesome job. Keep it up. <laughs> Just you too, keep Sandy. it up, please. Thank you so much for calling okay. in. Thank you so much, Miss Sandy. Thank you, Sandy. Thank so you. Much. Okay, God bless. Yes, God bless you all. Bye-bye. Thank you. Good night, Sandy. I would say with the layoffs at the call center, they certainly uh, messed with a very tight-knit group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. not very smart to do. The way and I think, I think that's one thing that I really would like to come of this is that we do all need to unite together. Um, you know, I, I, I wasn't even laid off in these layoffs. And <laughs> the very first thing that I did the Thursday that it happened was go on Facebook and Reddit and TikTok and every mm-hmm. single place yep. that I possibly could, because I know that these people are me. This could have been me. 
And if even if it isn't, it doesn't matter because these these are the lifeblood of this industry. The people Absolutely. who they they you know kicked out of their company are the people that make the company. They are the people that literally lay the building blocks to be able to teach people that cannabis is a alternative medicine in general. I I was on a team where we talked to new patients all the time, and I cannot tell you how many people I talked to a day that had no, no idea, no knowledge of cannabis whatsoever, and there is no trustworthy place to gain it in the state of Florida. Doctors want your money. Dispensaries want your money. The only place that I truly felt that these people had to be able to gain this information is us. It's the it's the consultants in the stores that spend an hour and a half, two hours with people showing them each and every single product, explaining what terpenes mean, explaining how you get the, you know, because a big thing is you have to know how to shop it truly to be a patient yeah. at truly. If you want product, yeah. Megan, we have a, another phone call. Someone's waiting on the line. Who, who's calling in right now? Oh, it's Logan again. Sorry about uh, earlier. I don't know what was going on with my phone. It must be AT and T. Well, thank you Probably. for calling, Logan. What's, but, what, what's your comment tonight? Oh, oh man. Um, I just want to say uh, I'm sorry for the for the passing of uh, of you know, their loved ones. That's it, it was a, it was a horrible thing to uh, to hear about. And uh, I'm up here in in Tallahassee, so uh, a lot of their grow operations are like not even. 20 minutes away from me. Um, I remember back in December, they had, had a like a bunch of layoffs that uh, got them with their growers in a, in a big, big lawsuit up here right now. And that, that they're still dealing with right now to this day. Um, and it, and it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. It feels, it feels almost criminal and it feels almost like a racket at this point mm -hmm. with, going to half of the places that we have here nowadays. That's a great comment. I love that you yeah, used yeah. racket. I loved you brought up the lawsuits. I was trying to get to that. Uh, True Leaf has the most employee lawsuits in the industry. Mm -hmm. They are number one at something. It's getting sued by their workers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the best way that I have heard one of their growers, I got to I got to speak to them at a at, a, at a, another dispensary that they work at now. I don't want to get too into detail because you never know who's listening. But um, they were a uh, they were a grower for True Leaf, and that's how I found out about um, the bud rod issues that they were having, how they were um, processing their wax. And for those who like their True Clear and their wax and everything from them, uh, this was something I learned literally yesterday uh getting waxed was um they press that stuff that still has mold in it claiming that it kills the the spores in it so uh if anybody's listening and they have truly products they need to throw it away i've got a few that i still need to uh dispose of properly because i just do not want their products anymore understandable we're gonna start testing too that's another thing that's coming down the line is you're gonna start well, testing these products independently they are doing testing but i'm gonna tell you right now no i'm talking about laying... independently outside of oh there. well yeah we're talking about yeah, third parties in coming in bed in. with these third yeah party testing we're sites. talking about <laughs> our third parties coming in yeah i would like to see yeah scientists I'm that's sorry. what we're starting to work on right now they haven't had it, concentrates it, it lately be, too by be, the way it's not anyway 
I mean, for just for patient safety, just because like me personally, um, uh, I'm poor, <laughs> I, I qualify for the SNAP benefits and with, um, with true leave, it feels like they, they, they give you that 10% just to make you kind of come into the door. And then it's like, yeah, you can't buy this. You can't buy that. You can't buy this. Like oh, you yeah. can go to grow healthy and they, they Facts. honor their, their SNAP Facts. benefits on, on everything, like everything. Like literally everything, it will stack. It will do everything As you want you it to should. do. But, As yeah, you I mean, should. I mean, it's bizarre, man. They're making like a Absolutely. mathematical but, but, but they but they claim that they're taking a hit on their on their ground, and it's and it's just terrible. It's just terrible product. I've gotten I've gotten ground where it doesn't even look like it's been ran through a machine. I've that is definitely one thing that I drive powder. That it's is definitely like one fans. thing that I wanted to touch on is that the ground that they are selling for $25 is food grade, sugar leaves, trimmings. There is almost no yeah. actual plant material that has been ground up and put into that container. I can, it, I, it's That's probably right. a sifting process is what I'm That's assuming, bizarre. but it's crazy because when you go to other, literally exactly what he yep. exactly what Lou, Lou said, Lou when you go elsewhere, says, it's completely different. Ground flour mixed in with floor yeah. sweepings. That's, That's what like a lot of people think too. That, that's what that's what their grower, their ex grower, was telling me. They were like, "Yeah, some of the stuff they'll just sweep it right off the floor from the trimmings and and put it into a big pile, and that's how you wind up with like a what was it the the sun the sunset strain bow or whatever." Where it got like oh yeah, oh my god, oh yeah, with the yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, I got or the Riddler. I got tricked into buying that. I got tricked into buying that, and I did not feel well after taking no, the very yeah, first no, like hit of it. I felt sick as a dog, and it was because of the mold. Yes, it really was. You can tell, and, and, and that's, that's something right. that I really want to see as as a patient. Is I don't want to see your COAs and everything like that. Like, sure, it's it's nice to have the paperwork and everything like that, but it would be something nice to where it's like here's a kit that you can buy and you can drop a small amount of your flour in there or whatever the case may be and it, your product and you can test it right then and there and it'll it'll you know tell you if there's mold or if there's a pesticide or whatever i wish that but, existed uh, it, it is expensive we're yeah. looking into it but i'm telling you right now a lot of us in different states advocates activists scientists union people we're all thinking about the same thing, our own third party testing to, to you know, so I'm, that's going to be something right. that's going to be a movement. I'm telling you right now. So I really appreciate your call. I hope you keep listening yeah, thank and you. Uh, keep Absolutely. keep listening to the show to subscribe. If you're not on iTunes or Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're listening, because we're going to continue to cover this. Absolutely. And I really appreciate your call tonight, Logan. I love your your uh, your accent, too. I, I got a different northern accent. I, I like I like. The way you speak, man, it sounds good. Oh, uh, it's uh, 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 East Texas. East Texas is where I'm originally from, but I moved to Tallahassee a couple of years ago. So, but yeah, there's a lot of corruption here. If you if you start looking at paper trails and everything like that, pull up a grizzly a grizzly report. <laughs> yeah. Truly, you'll see a lot of the corruption that, that that is in there. You will find a lot of corruption in there. It just in Tallahassee. So, yeah, man, I'll let y'all keep going on. We'll keep watching. Thanks, Logan. Thank you so much. Uh, we're the Young Jerks. That yes, was a sir. good call. Thank you so much, Logan, for calling in. Yeah, if, if people want to know more about True Leaf, it's out there. You can look at the Grizzly Report. 
I believe Trulief sued them too over they that. Did. Which was, yeah, yeah, they they did, but they <laughs> they do not have to remove it though. I don't believe yeah. that they actually like fully got everything they wanted on that. I'm sure they settled or something because it's still up and out there. Every time if you Google Trulief exposed, it is the very first thing that pops up. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know, uh, where the newspaper story this week was, Tallahassee.com. They've done a phenomenal coverage of the corruption with Truly specifically. And Kim and her husband and the, uh, the city manager there and the federal uh, trials and two of the three of those names that I just mentioned, two of the three of them, I believe, went to federal jail. I know Kim's husband is in federal jail right now. So there's a lot out on this company uh, that's been documented. But I think uh, if you're a journalist, you know, guys should start digging into this. Like we dig into it because there's so much here. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't cover it enough. I can't. No, I've can't. reached so out much. to I'm a just... couple different people. And it's, I think it's, I think a lot of people don't necessarily know how much there is under the surface. In fact, one of the people that I reached out to and he said, I don't really know if this is up my alley. I said, we're going on a podcast on Sunday night. Watch this and let me know because, I mean, this truly is. What is the difference between truly doing this and Amazon doing it? In all reality, these are two of the largest conglomerates in their industries. These, I mean, these companies run their industries basically. So why why would we not cover something going on within the cannabis industry that affects people just as much as it does? you know, some of these larger companies, to be completely honest, because not only are we feeling this, but I, I really truly would love to hear from a patient who maybe has called the call center in the mm -hmm. past week or two. I would really love to hear what that experience is like, because I, I can imagine that it's a nightmare. <laughs> there were, no, there's reviews, fresh reviews. And yeah, yeah you could tell <laughs> this is what they wanted, I guess, you know, a bunch of uneducated agents. <laughs> We got another good comment I want to read. Uh, this is one of the things I was referencing earlier about the testing. I don't want to throw it out there, uh, give out too much information because. But wow. uh, this is a scientist awesome. right here, a local scientist I just talked to this week, and, and he's sharing it. So now I feel like I can share it. You know, I don't want to give out too much of his information, but he's not the only one. There's a lot of discussion about this nationwide. Uh, and I know locally in Massachusetts, uh, Jeff Rawson is his name. Just talked to him this week. He said, testing of products off the shelf is on the way. Check out the Institute of Cannabis Science, uh, cansci.org. It really is our own third-party testing. So he's definitely going to be doing it. Uh, he said, also, Mike, you are a journalist. Yes, you are. I don't know. I mean, I don't. Yes, you are. I, I guess, I mean, I don't know. I guess I am. I, I I feel like I'm more like a podcaster. I would say so. I just let you know. Yeah, I, I do you, report some news, but yeah, you've investigated this whole truly story for months. I feel I'm like a dog you, walker, though. You, that's that's. <laughs> you're, you're like I walk dogs for a living, and some people like to give you a hard time about it, and I enjoy it. Like so, I enjoy the dog walking. I enjoy making my money on dog walking, and I enjoy people giving me a hard time about it. So. It's funny since you told me you did that. I've been looking into it because I. It's like, awesome. I, I suggest I'm everyone so who wants to be happy go walk dogs. You'll be very happy yeah, as long as you're good with dogs. You got to make sure you know what you're doing. I have three. The dogs are yeah, you're good. You're, you know what you're doing. So go enjoy dogs. You don't have to deal with people. All I do is talk to dogs all day. They love me. I love them. People, I don't know. It's different. Yeah. yeah. 
Jeff says, own it, bro. <laughs> I'm owning. Okay. I'm a journalist. I'll sometimes I'm a, <laughs> I'm a very part-time journalist. I don't write anymore though. I, I used to consider myself more of a journalist when I was writing. I don't, I don't have time. I just <laughs> Listen, do you show. probably do more for people than most journalists do to be completely honest. You're, so you're a reporter, you're yeah. reporting. Yeah, bro, you investigated the hell out of the story. I guess I did. I bet yeah, you know, that you came from the people that came from the people coming on the show. Like Danny, <laughs> And Mona's family, and yeah, I mean, okay. Well, You're giving I, out the information that really matters. Enough about me. This is about you guys, the Florida Truly Whistleblowers, <laughs> and all our awesome listeners tonight. We've had a lot of good comments, a lot of good calls. This may be our most listener calls in quite a while. We used to, uh, wow. back in the day when we had a studio show, and we were like, you know, a regular thing every week, same time every week. We had a lot of callers, a lot of regulars. Um, and we kind of went away from that because, you know, things have been different with COVID and we didn't even have a phone line for like two years. So we lost our phone line. We got a phone line back, which we're happy about. But like I said, a lot of people don't figure out that we have a phone line. It takes a little while. And uh, tonight <laughs> people figured it out. They were calling and I was very happy about the calls. So if you have this is your last opportunity, if you have a question, you can either make a comment on the feed. Or you can call in right now, 978-560-3155, I believe is the number. I haven't even memorized the phone number yet. That's how <laughs> we use it. So you guys are making me memorize it tonight. So I want to thank our listeners for calling Listen in, 978-560-3155. You can call in right now. We're taking calls. Uh, we've been over like 90 minutes now. So, I mean, this has been action-packed. It went by quickly. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to share tonight? We'll start with, uh, let's start at the, bo the the bottom of the screen. We're going to start with Kelly. Anything final thoughts that you want to share or something that we haven't mentioned tonight or just something that you want to even just you know say, well, I'm glad we talked about that. I want to repeat it, you know, anything. Well, definitely one good thing that came from the layoffs is all these kind of alliances that have formed. So we started comparing notes and talking about things. And then it kind of made me a little bit more brave about kind of telling my experiences from working there and, and stuff. So that's kind of one good thing about it. Um, I think it's disgusting that I think truly doesn't care about the older medical marijuana patients if they're trying to decrease the size of the call center or get rid of it because we help so many older patients new patients and things that they don't, they don't care about them at all. They just want to make money, you know, come on, let's have rec hit Florida and then we'll make real money. Oh yeah. And then they're going to dump all those people, all those medical That's patients so are going to be, yeah. It's interesting That's you bring that up too, because this, this company right now is talking about advertising on Twitter. They're talking about, I'm going to take this call through. <laughs> We do have one more call. It's a good one. We're going to hold on right now. I want to finish my comment. We, we got a good call. We're going to put this person on the line in a second. But before we do that, I mean, I want to mention, you know, this company is cutting employees, cutting the customer service. Uh, they're investing right now in expanding everywhere, opening more stores and more states in Florida and other states. And they're spending a lot of money on this initiative to legalize, to really leave their medical patients behind. And, and it's just kind of gross that they're not focusing on what's important right now. Let's take this call, though, because I, I, this is a good call to get on the phone. Uh, I believe we have Danny on the phone, who is also a true leave whistleblower. Danny. What's up, Danny? Are you there? Can you hear us? 
Hey, yeah, I'm here. Thanks, Mike. Uh, and thanks, everybody. Uh, what you're doing is super important. Uh, you know, really, the only way change can happen is if you voice your your concerns and, and seek out, you know, change for yourselves, change for others, because this is not just happening at Truly. This is bound to happen to other cannabis companies as well. And I think that if somebody, you know, really doesn't do anything to change it, these problems are going to catastrophize. Um, and so, you know, you guys should really give yourselves a pat on the back for, for being here for yourselves and showing up for other people too. Um, because it, uh, I mean, they working for them is intimidating in them in itself. Um, you know, like one of you had said earlier, like, be careful with what you say, because there's recorded conversation of you. Mm. It's scary that, you have to worry about things like that with this company. That should not be the case. Um, you know, we all came into this industry, most of us anyways, because we're all passionate about cannabis and wanted to make change for the good. Um, and, you know, truly is just like the epitome of everything that's wrong with cannabis. Um, and without voices coming forward and more people stepping up with those stories like the other caller had, um, and you guys coming forward yourselves, uh, nothing's going to change. Uh, they're going to continue to sweep things under the rug and people are going to get sick and injured patients and workers. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really just wanted to call in and say that. And if there's any, um, you know, unionization that happens, definitely, you know, uh, be, be very like, voice voice that to other people um get unionized if you can um, make changes locally so that we can make changes across the united states when it comes to this um because i really like we've all tried to talk to our supervisors tried to use the chain of command and just it, it didn't pan out um so this is kind of the next step of that um and so yeah that's i think that's all i had to say thank you for calling you, danny. danny i appreciate it yeah, thank you. That's really something that I'd like to see as an outcome of this is that I know I think we talked about it a little bit about, you know, just unionizing or finding any way to create imp real employee resources, because, you know, there's there's things that you, there are resources that you can find within the company there. You know, you can confide into people that you find to trust. But at the same time, those are so few and far between. One of the things that I always have, you know, just lived in general as a manager is that it's my job to take on the difficult things. It's my job to, you know, if somebody's screaming at you, it's my job to come over there and be the one that they scream at. You can go walk in the break room. You don't get paid for this. And I truly would like to reiterate that is that you do not get paid to be treated this way. You do not have to accept this dollar and also accept the way that they are treating you. You can speak up. It's just, there is power in numbers, I think is the biggest thing that we really need to stress is that you're not alone. We all talk about the way we feel. We all make jokes about it. The whole time I was there, it's, I mean, on Black Friday, we walked in the door. Both years I was there for Black Friday, I walked in the door, we were doing paper, orders literally writing out like manual orders and i immediately walked in the door and had a cry sesh with one of my employees because we knew that this was going to be one of the worst days of our lives yeah. but we loved each other as family we loved our patients and we wanted to do this because 
this is what this is what we have right now in this industry and I, i'm i'm going to take what i can get but at the same time you you have to have that that button and say stop i can't do this anymore i'm done <laughs> we have to band together basically speaking of banding together danny you're working on quite a bit you've you've shared some of uh the latest like updates i'm really excited that you and liz are working on some things for the cannabis control commission uh, plug your group because you have a Facebook group. You've been doing some organizing. I want the Florida people to join your your group in Massachusetts. So tell us tell us more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you. Um, I have a Massachusetts uh, Cannabis Workers Safety Committee Facebook group. Um, anybody um, can be invited to join and and i can go through and you know accept their invites um and kind of keep it somewhat private um and you know i've just been able to post references to safety materials um links to like zoom to like let's talk about suggestions to make to the ccc or to you know local officials or osha to be able to make changes happen um and just being there to be there for your community of people that are in the industry around you who are also suffering, making those network connections. Um, like, like we've all said, it's, it's scary to even talk about. I honestly couldn't probably work in the industry anymore in the state if I wanted to, um, but it's worth it because you're standing up for yourselves and what you're worth um, and I can guarantee you it's, you're worth much more than you're being paid by truly, um, you're going to find other work that's more valuable. So, um, you know, I think kind of coming together in any way that you can, um, and supporting each other through that, and then finding suggestions and ways to make change is really the only way to make this kind of terrible situation turn into something beneficial. Um, because there definitely is a lot of change that needs to happen in the industry. And I suggest that the Florida workers create their own group too. Agreed. It's got to stay together. Yeah. And there's a power in numbers. There's a power in what Danny said, supporting each other. Like I, I feel it like the reason why I'm really happy about this coverage and the story is because of the support I get from the community too. Like I feel it. So I want to thank you so much for calling in Danny and everything that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thank you. Thank you guys all again. It was great to see you all on here. You have a good well. night. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're the Young Jerks. We've had some great calls. Usually I write them down, all the names. We've had so many names <laughs> that I, I just lost track. That's I know that I'm going to thank Danny. I'm going to I'm gonna thank uh, uh, a gentleman from Florida who had the East, I believe it was East Texas, Logan. He was great, too. <laughs> You've probably had some other friends call in tonight. I want to thank everyone for calling in, everyone for listening, all the comments. Uh, I think we're going with final thoughts. I don't think we got to Alex yet. No, we can get do you to have Alex any final now. thoughts or concerns? I do. Yeah. The tiger. So the biggest thing that really I wanted to cover here today was just the fact that there's a lot of people in Florida in the cannabis industry that are without jobs right now. Those people are looking, you know, there's a lot of room for uh, companies to step up and uh, get a hiring event going, get something going for these people. Cause it was so hard to get this even covered by the media. I mean, when nobody wants to cover it, even a layoff and uh, the company can just say, Oh, you know, that's none of your business. You know, it's everyone's business in the state. 
they need to be providing employment opportunities with how many stores they have here. It is, should be an obligation. And if I could say one thing to the company, it'd be get your shit together. People are going to leave you and you will be left behind. You already will see it happening as long as these unconventional business practices are still a reality. So patients see it. Nothing. While we've brought new stories to light here, this is nothing that, you know, isn't of available to be found out like if people know and people are learning more the longer that true leave is operating and uh putting their workers and patients last and treating them the same way giving them the runaround i won't stand for it i won't work in an industry like this i would rather go to a different state and start over somewhere else than be in this industry if you want to know how good a state is doing with their medical program look at how educated the patients are yeah, I the employees be, I think too. you'd be very happy. And the employees. <laughs> I, I just move to Maine. Maine is the best. Go up there. Oh, God, I've heard. They're killing it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard. Maine's killing it's it. It's crazy because when I came into the call center, Alex, I was shocked and in awe of the <laughs> training program that you guys get. I was so impressed by Kelly and Jess and everybody on the training team because we didn't get that in store. I have my knowledge of cannabis from being a cannabis user since I was way too young. But <laughs> I I got all my knowledge from Google and Leafly. And I mean, we'd tell the consultants, go on Leafly while you're sitting waiting for patients or when you're in your downtime. But that is one thing that I will say is that these people that left the call center are not, are not lacking in cannabis knowledge they would no. be perfect they, they they fit perfectly in this industry all most of them to be completely honest because they're actually provided the resources unlike in the stores um but i mean they would all these people deserve their place in this in this industry you know thank you so much uh, i guess that is it tonight um i want to thank everyone for listening everyone for calling and I want to thank you three, uh, Kelly, Megan, and Alex. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Uh, we'll be back. I don't know when, uh, but I want to thank our guests, especially tonight. And I do want to mention before we leave, I'm going to let the guests go. I'm going to, I'm going to, we do have some things happening, uh, upcoming right now. And I just want to make sure people know about it. Uh, we have an event. A big event. We're not even selling tickets yet, but I just want to make sure people know about this. The Young Jerks Cannabis Workers Award, Sunday, May 7th at the Rockwell in Somerville. It's hosted by myself with Drew Weiss uh, from UFCW 1459. Danny Carson's going to be the Saskia Van James from Mass Recreational Consumer Council and much more to be announced. We're going to have music from the teasers. It's going to be sponsored by UFC, uh, UFCW 1459. Mohawk Glass, MRCC, and others to be announced. We actually have quite a few more sponsors that we haven't announced yet. We'll be announcing them very soon. I want to thank everyone who signed up for it. We're going to have music. We're going to have speakers. It's going to be a great event. I hope everyone can show up and support it. We will uh, be announcing tickets and you know being on sale and all of that good stuff uh, later this month. But we're working on a lot, and I just want to thank everyone who is been supporting us uh really enjoying what we're doing it feels like a mission and i'm looking forward to this event in may uh 50 of all the profits from this event if there are any which we do expect 
will be distributed to special honorees, and we're hoping to include the mother of Lorna McMurray, uh, Laura, and, and offer her some proceeds as well from this event. So if you want to sponsor, if you want to support it, hit us up, let us know. If you're an employee anywhere and you want to speak out on some of the issues that we're talking about tonight, you can also reach out to us, MJC Boston number one, MJC Boston one at yahoo.com. Or you can always leave a comment on our social media, whether it's Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, you know where we are, Twitter, all the usual places. We also have a Facebook group. If you're not, please join that group. It's the Young Jerks Facebook group. We post a lot of good com uh, commentary, a lot of good links, a lot of good info there as well. I want to thank everyone for supporting us. The Young Jerks, we'll see you real soon. We got a lot upcoming, a lot of shows. We'll see you very soon. Mike Crawford checking out. Thank you so much, everyone.